This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. This is quarantine episode number two. Yes. I'm your host, Mark Morris, and with me we have, you've already heard him. He's just chattering in the background before I introduce him. That's right. That is Mr. Jared Maruyama. Jared, how are you doing today? Good. I'm so bored. See, I'm so excited to start talking. These are my social interactions. I'm being a good boy. (laughs) I'm staying home. I'm not going out. Um, how are you doing? Uh, I mean, same as basically what you just said. Like, it, it comes in waves mm-hmm. for sure. Like, uh, I really enjoy being alone for some periods, and then you know you miss social interactions. Uh, I did want to ask you. So let's just pretend that once this, it's safe to go back into the world. Okay. Let's say you don't have like the fear and anxiety of catching. Even if people say, like, it's safe to go out right, and right. resume normal life, everybody's going to be a little bit cautious. Let's yes. just pretend that that's not an issue for you. What is one thing that you are most eager to go back and do? Uh, so, you know, obviously it's something big like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to go back to Disneyland, but I'm also probably the most terrified of Disneyland for a myriad of reasons. Um, you know, the, the second to that is, like, I would love to go back to the movies, which is turning into such an interesting situation right now. I know. But again, even more so than Disneyland, the movies feels enclosed and like you're you're, you're right. stuck in one area. It's like you can't avoid it. <laughs> Cuz you know like even right now I'm walking by people I'm doing weird things like holding Running. my breath like as if I'm going to be able to, you know, outwalk it or I'll, you know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I'm sitting in a theater and someone's close by, like even the last time we went to the movies, that guy oh, that was, was hilarious coughing like <laughs> two seats down. That was freaking me out then. Like if that were happening now, I, I would move. Uh, I would literally. Well, I'd that's probably what I mean. So and I'd if move. if you could remove these fears from getting sick or something, and like yeah. the world was totally healthy. Would you say, so it's going back to Disney is one of your, like, the things you'd be most excited to go do? Yeah, that's a big one, I think. Like, the ultimately, though, like, it's the regularity of going to the gym, which sounds, I yeah. know, it sounds idiot, that's, but that's what I'd, I'd be so excited. And again, it's another one like the movies where it's the most, there's so many elements to make me feel comfortable right. going back there. So it might be the mm. last thing I do, but <laughs> that's the thing I want to get back to because that's really what's upset my normal day-to-day more than anything right. so those are those are my two yeah the going to the gym and going to the movies because yeah. as you know and i've talked about this numerous times on the podcast i love the movie going experience so yep. it's almost not even about for me at least the movie that i'm going to watch right. it's just going and getting that theater experience of sitting down in the seat getting your popcorn and watching a movie on the this oversized screen yeah um, for sure. and then obviously I'm also a gym guy, so gym is another thing that I, I've been missing in my life recently. Yeah, that's the hardest thing for me to replicate outside of, uh, outside of the, um, you know, going yeah. to the gym. And plus, like, I was just doing so well. I just started getting into that rhythm. Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. going to the gym, and then it feels like something like this happens, which you couldn't have predicted. But I, I do want to ask you about this movie thing real quick, if we can talk yeah, about yeah. that. What, 
what do you think of all this? Like, I think AMC is kind of being a baby. I understand from a business oh, you, point. So are you talking about the universal? Yeah, with trolls thing? Okay. and we're not going to show you. And so, I know that they broke a contract thing, right? So that's my perspective on this. So, yes, I agree that they're being they're kind of blowing this out of proportion. And I don't know if that's necessarily like a PR stunt mm-hmm. because movie theaters are getting no real, uh, there's no spotlight on them right now because they're all closed. They don't have an alternative. Yeah. Right. Is this an attempt to keep them relevant in the news and just, they're going to do this thing that's going to spark interest again? Passion for the movies. Yeah. 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 But, and then on the other side of it is if this is a breach of contract, I totally get that as well. So it's a, it's a weird issue to kind of take sides on because I, in a way, I kind of understand both sides of this thing where if you're universal, you have this movie that you want to get out into the world. And this is a unique opportunity to capitalize on this. Right. This current situation where, you know, in all honesty, I don't know if trolls would have done that well in the box office. But if it's a new thing that you can download and watch at home, you might get more downloads that way than you would have normally. Well, part of me thinks like AMC could have taken a measured approach and saying like, you know, like obviously this affects their model, but like not strike out such like a baby, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to me, I just wish they handled it differently because I get both sides. It's Mm -hmm. like, um, like rose on the piece of wood in the ocean and, uh, you know, <laughs> like Jack sliding right. off into death and they're just kind of pulling out whatever they can to take them down with them. But, you know, if they said like, let's look at this model once we're out of this or something like that, like anything, because I think one, I kind of don't think it's going to happen. They will reach an agreement <clears throat> before. Oh, there's know, no way that they, you, yeah, yeah. That a theater Regal or AMC can handle a, a real ban of a major studio because you, whether you like the Universal movies or not, they have some of like the biggest titles out there, mm-hmm. and that would hit these theaters way more. Uh, it'd have a n- bigger negative impact than this point yeah. they're trying to prove. Plus, I think uh, Trolls had no competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from from if if this were to become a regular model, if there were six new movies opening that same time as Trolls did. You know, mm-hmm. are they going to make the same amount of money? Are they just splitting that revenue at this point because people have the option of going to the theater? So I don't know that that that, you know, maybe for certain films, it's like the new direct to video release. Like uh, there may be like a level of films that gets released like this as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, oh, everything's going to be available in both formats or something like that. So I think things will probably change, but I don't know that. Yeah, this is probably the ugliest way to <laughs> to do it. Yeah, it's it's a. I mean, I was interested to read about it again because I love movies. So anytime something like this comes up, it's yeah. nice to stay on top of it. And it was an interesting take on, I don't know, this whole situation. But so you said uh, talking about like going direct to movie or right. direct to video in the you know 80s and 90s when vhs was a thing yeah if you were a direct-to-video movie it was looked down on like it was a cheap thing the they didn't spend a lot of money on it it was almost like today's equivalent of like a hallmark movie right right (laughs) Right. where it's just like it's still a technically it's a movie it's a feature length um but it just has a different 
yeah. sort of qualities to it. Yeah. Netflix and like Amazon, they're starting to produce their own feature length films. Yep. And a lot of those are going direct to stream. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like the, the level there is a lot higher than the 80s and 90s direct to video has been. So, yeah. Specifically, uh, Netflix, are, they're doing a ton of content um, and like feature length movies that they just go direct to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them do get released in theaters, I think, because they want to be eligible right. for the Oscars. So, like, mm-hmm. God, what was that Scorsese one? Yeah, the that Irishman. So, yeah. Yes, so long. Yeah. But that one, they did a, a limited theater run and also was released direct to Netflix. Uh, but it is interesting to see that the stigma attached to like a direct to to video or direct to streaming is kind of changing now. Yeah. No, Have you been watching no, no. a lot of these direct to Netflix kind of movies? Well, it's starting to blur a little. Like sometimes I don't mm-hmm. even realize like, oh, this is, you know, is this just a Netflix thing or is this a movie that would have been in theaters? But is you know, I think that distinction is becoming less um, apparent. And I think that's what it takes. It's not a stigma that we're overcoming. It's just you, you don't care or you don't know or whatever. It's definitely blurred. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I think what where this falls is in that interesting realm where it's Netflix, you're paying for Netflix no matter what, so it just pops up as free content. Now, if Netflix said, okay, you can watch this one, but you have to pay three more dollars or five more dollars or ten more dollars, would you would you do that? Or would you at this point right. think, I'm just gonna wait because eventually it's going to be on here or it's gonna be on Disney right. Plus or or something like that. And that's kind of where I'm at still. It although I have purchased on demand movies, it's rare. Like, um, mm-hmm. so I think that's that weird niche that this falls into because I don't know what the profit structure is with a trolls situation, as opposed to if trolls just released this on Hulu or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, cause I don't quite get how those streaming services make this much money to produce <laughs> all this content. Like you, you get it to a certain degree and then I'm like, man, they're, they're churning out so much. Oh, new it's stuff. insane. Now I got an email, um, that showed all of Netflix, like the releases for May and it'll say like, you know, which studio is responsible for this, this film or this TV show. Yeah. So it would say like, you know, movie title, Netflix studios or movie title Paramount. Mm-hmm. And I'd say in May at, Close to, if not half, of the things were being released on Netflix in May was original mm-hmm. content. So mm-hmm. it was produced For, by Netflix, right? Right. Which is insane because, you know, they, Chris Hemsworth just had an action movie released through Netflix that totally looks like it could have been like a summer blockbuster movie, right? Right. Uh, I think it's Extraction. I haven't watched it yet. But I haven't either. Like it totally looks like a high budget. Yeah. action kind of blow up um, film that was direct to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, again, I think it's going to eventually go back to the thing where it's like, I would see something like Knives Out. I would watch that at home, but I would go to mm-hmm. the theater to see Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like big budget, like not even big budget, but just um, action movies or special effects films that look better on the big screen. Um, then I would go for it. Otherwise, I, I'm fine watching a lot of these dramas and stuff like The Irishman, like, that's fine. Watching it at home. You can pause it. You can watch it over two days if you want. Oh, like, my God. Did, so did you watch that? I know this is kind of old news, but. Uh, I'm supposed are- to say yes. 
and I did not, <laughs> not watch it. Did you it even yet. try? Or you, you I haven't yet. It's one of those things where I'm like, I, it's, I know it's so big. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'll watch it later. And I just never. I have did. to say that it is. I know you see it's like three hours and some change. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels yeah. longer than that. It right. is a long movie. And, you know, I have a pretty long attention span when it comes to movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I could not do this in one sitting. Like, but it was tough. Would you be okay in the theater? Well, at that point, like, you don't really have a choice. Right, right. So but would you I get guess? restless or are you fine because you're in a theater eating popcorn? Um, you know your mindset is that I'm going to stay here no matter, you know, I'm going to Yeah, I think it. It, similar to last episode when I was talking about my workouts, you, like, mentally commit yeah. to a thing. Right. So I think if you buy the, the movie ticket, like, you're committing to sitting through this no matter how long it is. Right. Um, unless... You know, this has happened maybe two times in my life where I actually walked out of a film because it was just uh-huh. yeah so boring or so or you'll like switch theaters to go watch another movie, um, right? But yeah, it's it's got to be pretty bad for me to do that. Uh, for the Irishman though, like I totally was anticipating or planning to watch in one sitting, and you get to a point. I got to a point where like oh it feels like it's been a long time. I'm gonna check to see how much is left. I was like an hour and a half into it. There yeah. was like a full two hours left of this thing. I'm like, oh, hell no. So then I, I paused it for the night and then resumed like a day or two later. But it is, I it's, think it's a it's a tough one to sit through. Netflix Netflix might be training us to watch things this way, though, too. Right. Like in, in smaller because when you look at a lot of the stuff, I'm like, you know, this could technically just be a movie as opposed to eight individual episodes. But mm-hmm. it's nice to have that break. And like watch right. it in chunks and like, okay, I'm going to watch three of these and then stop or something like that. So, yeah, it, it's hard to say. But when you're at home, you have so many distractions that you could do. Yeah. So um, that that's why I like going to the theater as well, because mm-hmm. no matter like what you say, you do not get the same experience watching a film oh, yeah. uh, in the theater because 100% of your attention has to go. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to, but uh, you're... There's far less distractions and the fact that like you're kind of in a, I wouldn't say uncomfortable environment, but right, at home. Right. Yeah. Everything's there. It's yeah. So you can look at your phone. You can like, oh, exactly. the doorbell rang or someone's talking to you or I, that's the, all the, the other thing too, is the focus. Like when you're in a theater, people know not to talk to you. People still talk, but like right. if you're with someone, they know not to talk to you. When you're at home and people just feel a lot oh, freer, a obviously, to be like, yeah. oh, did you see that other movie he was in? And <laughs> you seem like the biggest nerd if you're like, hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> you know. Like, and so then if you're bored on top of that, then you engage and now you're not watching. Oh, it yeah. And, yeah. And then you look for you like actively seek other uh, distractions or right. something to take you away from what you're watching. Yeah. Anyway, that's a long hmm. Diversion. Should we start then with? So yeah, yeah. So I'll start with. <laughs> what uh, did you watch? Staying on the Netflix theme. What did I watch this past week? And this is this is not this. So this is a Netflix show, and this is not something new. I actually have watched episodes of this in the past, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the Chef Show. Ah. Um, but what I why I wanted to bring this up this week is I got uh, like re. I don't know the term like re-interested in this re-invested yeah like i got excited about this for some reason and i think the the episodes i watched 
prior to this week, I just kind of picked and choose like yeah. what what guest I thought was interesting or what yeah. food they're going to be cooking sounded fun. Um, I so because I'm watching so much content in different shows, I'm like doing a second pass on like, oh, let's try this thing again. Yeah. So for this time around with the chef show, I was just starting from the beginning and like picking every episode. So I'm not going to skip any this time. Just let it go. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm watching a little bit more actively and like paying closer attention. Yeah. And, you know, this may seem stupid or like obvious, but I have a better appreciation for chefs and cooking now watching this with a closer eye. Mm. Um, and more specifically, like I'm, and I think you are as well, really interested in the creative process. Yeah. Whatever that may be, whatever medium you work with. Um, but watching this show, I was really able to see that like cooking is an art form. Like it's very creative yep. and hearing these people talk about their process, it's very similar to creative uh, like art for, yeah. or art or design. So, yeah. um, you know, when they're talking about putting together different ingredients, to me, that's almost like starting a sketch. Yep. And then once you get into cooking the food and like mixing it and all of that, that's doing the legwork of building uh, like the shapes and doing the illustration portion of a piece. And then once you're done with that, um, it's like plating. So right. if you're doing like the fine touches on your colors and stuff like that and prepping it for going off to be printed. Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting to me to see how much goes into what you might consider like a simple dish. Um, like they had the thing about grilled cheese. I don't know if you saw that episode, but like they get eye level with this grilled cheese sandwich, which is literally like two ingredients. It's bread and cheese. And they're like, oh, there's there's like a one second window of when you have to do the perfect flip. <laughs> and it's just like, to me, that is a, just amazing that there's so much care. And these are like, you know, top tier chefs and professionals mm -hmm. so you know we do an at-home grilled cheese and like you know it's very dismissive like we don't really pay that close attention to it mm. but it's it's really cool to see people who take it so seriously and like this is their life and this is their craft yeah and just how they approach this um it, it gave me a new appreciation for food and how it really is another creative art form Okay, so I wasn't intending for this to go this way, but I, I, I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing course right now because. So what I watch because it goes hand in hand with what you're saying here is uh, that Jiro dreams of sushi, which is oh, yeah, yeah. the documentary. That was now, a great. I, yeah, yeah, I've seen this before, but uh, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of rewatching stuff. Um, yes, exactly. So I, I'm thinking the same thing that you were just saying in that sushi feels almost like graphic design. When you watch him do it, it feels like graphic design. It's very precise, very few mm -hmm. elements you're working with. Like it, it's just about like the core of the thing. It's not about too much detail or all this extra stuff. You know, it's not like being put on this crazy salad that looks like, you know, <laughs> oh, it looks like an outer space salad. It's just like very <laughs> plain and very um, like precise. And I love that. And it's like those kind of watching those kinds of things. Uh, chef show, same kind of thing, but in a different in a different right. way. Uh, but with with the Jiro, the sushi thing, it's like it makes you feel incredibly lazy, uh, like unmotivated, <laughs> like uh, dumb, like like these are people being very serious about what they do. And I'm just being a joke. And, you know, I love Star Wars <laughs> like that. That's how it feels. 
So, uh, yes, I think with the Chef Show as well. What I like about Chef Show is Favreau. He's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it made me like him so much more. Oh, my God. Totally. Watching him on sure. that. Yeah. And he's really your way into this because some of the chefs are a little arrogant. Um, mm-hmm. But he just kind of brings everything down to earth and, and like you want to hang out with him, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, totally. I think that's the best thing a host can do is to make you feel that way. Because I think the episodes in general are a little uneven. I enjoy watching them all, but mm-hmm. um, some of them are a little uneven. I prefer when they go somewhere um, and, and cook uh, as opposed to just being in that little kitchen studio that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've watched all those, uh, the second season much stronger than the first season, I think, or, or whatever seasons they're on. This last season was, was great. So like when they went to Lucas, um, Oh yeah, that was cool too. Yeah. That was great just to see the situation there. Like, I don't think Filoni was a great, <laughs> like cooking guest, you know, but right. uh, it was neat to see the whole setup and like behind the scenes of that. But I that, wasn't so that's a, that. <clears throat> that's another layer of the show that's fun too. So you can obviously all the stuff I was saying about the actual cooking yeah. and preparing of the food, but then you get another layer when they get a celebrity guest on there because yep. they were talking about star Wars and the clone wars and uh, stuff they were doing on the Mandalorian. So yep. you get, on top of what the show is, the core of the show is about, the yeah. food, you get another added layer of, you know, pop culture or whatever it is that they're, they, mm-hmm. that they do. And it, because it's such a casual environment and cooking, like it makes for a different type of conversation. It's very casual and yeah. I don't know. It's different. It's just a different vibe and feel to it. Filoni seemed a little uncomfortable, though. Like, I don't (laughs) like, you know, like, like I did like when they were talking Star Wars. That's the best part, Mm. obviously. But um, when he was cooking and stuff, it just because he's not a cook, obviously. And they're kind of teaching him like how to do certain Mm -hmm. things. So that part was a little awkward. uh, But um, but that's all part of the show, I think, like the the different people they bring on and some are better uh, than others at it. But uh, yeah, I, I would highly recommend that one was there have you been to that guy's restaurant in vegas uh i mean i've had kogi the kogi truck i don't know yeah Yeah. he's got so many restaurants i i doubt i've been to the one that you're talking about in vegas yeah um but i might have been to some other ones like unknowingly because i think at this point he's got such a large footprint in uh especially southern california because he's from la Mm -hmm. So he's got a bunch of restaurants around this area, uh, but no, I don't. I haven't been to the one in Vegas. Did you have a favorite episode or something? Was there one that you're like, oh, that's the one? Uh, not necessarily. I think just there's a lot of moments mm-hmm. that r- are really interesting uh, to me within the show. I really liked the one with the guy from Ugly Delicious, David Choi. I think is his name. Because so David Chang, yeah. Is it Chang? Yeah, because so it's Roy he, Choi, right? Roy Choi is... Oh, that's guy, right. So I mixed Chang. up the... So Roy Choi is the staple yeah, the that host. goes yeah. around with right. uh, John Favreau. But Roy and David are both Korean. And it was fun to see them interact with each other, talking about similar dishes. But that... So it's like in America, you know, there's different types of food. Mm-hmm. So even within the same country, there's different regions that do different yeah, types right. of cooking. Right. And I th- one of the points that they were making that I was guilty of is people look at Korean food as Korean food. Like they lump it all together. But again, if you look at our country, there's different regions that do different types of things. So yeah, like you would yeah. think of New Orleans and like jambalaya is a thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Texas, you would think of barbecuing. So 
it was interesting to see them apply that same concept, but to Korean food. And then they go off and talk about how they approach cooking and how it's different between themselves, even though it's technically all Korean food. Yeah. Uh, he's got that other show too. He's got a lot of shows actually, I think on, on Netflix that you can watch the David yeah. Chang. Um, his are good. His are much more uh, serious, much more like cooking focused. It still has mm. that kind of rebellious thing about it, but um, there's still more <laughs> of like a, yeah, a serious cooking show. Um, I did like, what I like about that is when they're talking about like Asian stuff, like growing up Asian in the U S and like, mm-hmm. you know, when we were younger, cause I'm about, their age like they're right around my age and stuff like that so you know nowadays all this stuff is so much more common like uh, different types of food from different countries right but when we were young everything was weird right like if it wasn't just like the standard you know american for like remember like in the 80s sushi was like new and weird and like everyone Mm -hmm. made a joke about it but now no one thinks twice about sushi or or it's not exotic or weird like oh they should cook it and then i'll eat it (laughs) but yeah hearing them talk about that stuff or like how their house would smell you know everyone makes Mm -hmm. jokes about asian houses how they smell and how you're all embarrassed about that when you're little but um yeah so like that stuff that's always interesting to me and 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 he does more of that on his other show too where they go home and cook some traditional stuff that's either you know uh, influenced by their culture but not necessarily made in a traditional way but oh this is how my mom. So it's like their it. take or their spin yeah, on which it. everybody has that version right. of it and stuff. Which but, is um, like your quickie Mickey. It's yeah. <laughs> your take on a classic. That's right. That's right. So this isn't how you draw Mickey, but this is how I draw Mickey. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Like growing up for you, like you're a mixed kid. Actually, was that mm. an element for you, the food, or was it not? Not at all. This is not the answer you were hoping for with that question. No, but, <laughs> so my my grandma is Indonesian mm-hmm. and she was around for a lot of my life, but didn't really cook traditional mm-hmm. Indonesian food. Was there a reason um, why, though? Like they just didn't or never did? Uh, I don't think there's a specific reason. The So there's two things that she within our family is like famous for yeah. uh, cooking wise. Yeah. It is her egg rolls, which might be Indonesian inspired. Sure. sure. Um, and then <laughs> pancakes, which she does like a crepe style, which definitely not. So, well, I mean, it could be, there's a lot of, that. there's, there's, those are the two things that I remember growing up that she used to make us. Um, but you know, there was, we didn't grow up with, I don't have a really strong food sense of not even food, but anything related to my Culture. Indonesian background. Ah, that's kind of too bad. Um, was yeah. there was there anything that you ate as a kid or growing up that you assumed was normal, and then like as you got older, <laughs> you're like, oh, doesn't everybody do that? You know, like. No, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> Come on, there's gotta. Okay, so like, I mean, it's again, it's not a big deal. Like, obviously, the Asian stuff wasn't everywhere. It was amongst the Asians, but. You know, you got reinforced because you had cousins and friends. And, of course, we all eat like this. I think, mm-hmm. like, so for some reason, we grew up eating chips with pizza. Now, I know that's not an ethnic thing. But whenever we got pizza as a kid, my dad always had to have chips with it. Like you would a sandwich, right? Hmm. Like, if you got pizza, we we got chips. And we just thought this was normal. And people would just be blown away. Like, I'm like, That's oh. not even that outrageous, It's, it's not, but... Which do I don't get. Because, do you, like, if... Do you eat chips so with pizza? or? I, I, I don't, but I don't <laughs> think that it's like blasphemous or unheard of. Yeah. So, you know, if I have people over, I think, again, we talked about yeah, this the yeah. last episode or if you were talking about serving pizza, like 
I would just have a table of miscellaneous snack foods. Right. Of which would include chips. So yeah, like that's yeah. not unheard of by any means. Yeah, no, I'm no, no. It's, that right. That's like a, a weird, party like yeah. Yeah, backlash. Yeah. But I mean it was one of those things where I thought, Oh, we're having pizza, so I oh my like, well they I better go together. Well, like I better get chips and they're like, What do you mean you better get chips? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> So to me it was like bacon and eggs or like having toast with breakfast or chips with a sandwich and so oh so yeah. there is a thing that uh, it's See? similar but like it's not that cr- i don't know i'll say it and you you can tell me how crazy this is and i have no idea how my mom let us do this <laughs> but we would have egos yeah in the morning or any form of like the frozen micro or uh, yeah. toaster waffles yeah and put ice cream yeah. On top of it. Yeah, we did that too. We did that when we were okay. little. That was like so, our dessert thing. But, but I thought that was like everybody did that. And right. that was, to me, ice cream on waffles was syrup on pancakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was just, they go together. And then I forget how I, like, I don't know, maybe I had a sleepover and we we're going to make that for breakfast the next morning. And some kids were like... Not appalled, but like super excited, like holy shit! Yeah. You get to have ice cream yeah. and waffles. <laughs> so it wasn't like a negative backlash, but it yeah. was definitely like, wow, this is weird that you yeah. are allowed to do this. I know. So yeah, I, I could see that happening. So you would have that for for breakfast. I mean, it wasn't every day. Well, no, that was like, I know, I know, but uh, so yeah, we would I'd do, that, do as, that for breakfast. We'd have that for dessert usually. Like I don't know. It seemed like back then when we were younger. Um, like you just did shit like you oh know like your parents Sh- would just like sugar was like oh, not yeah. it was so normal like normalized back then but. well like for me it was like dad was sugar mom was like we didn't get a lot of sugar cereal for some reason I think that's why I like it so much as an adult is because we didn't get that when we were little that's like the one thing for mm-hmm. some like eating waffles with maple syrup is any better <laughs> than eating a bowl of eating a bowl of cereal but like that was our thing like we didn't really even eat breakfast growing up we weren't one of those like eat breakfast every day thing like we just want to sleep so that we could go to school at the very last minute <laughs> like that kind of stuff and then uh, it's like three of us trying to get into the bathroom and so there's all this like stuff and then like i would be worried like my whole thing growing up too uh, probably continues to this day is I don't want to have to go to the bathroom at school. <laughs> so like that was a big deal, like not eating before I went to school. And then you'd eat like a madman when you came home. I don't know. A lot of weird, weird stuff. But um, yeah, we didn't we didn't eat breakfast regularly, but we did eat ice cream on waffles for dessert. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything else that you watched or are you going to stick with the Zero dreams of sushi. I'll stick with that for, for now. <clears throat> um, I did start watching Clone Wars, the new episodes, but I haven't finished it, and it's not done yet. So I'll wait till that talk. Okay, about that. but I really quick, I want to ask you about that because oh, you know they're doing such a big push on this final season, yeah. and Ahsoka is you know the a primary part of these this final season, yes, um, or episodes. I think it's the whole I, point for this final season. I did not get onto the Clone Wars. I wasn't into it as it was airing. Mm-hmm. Obviously now all the episodes are available on Disney Plus, so I right. can. But there are so many. Yeah. And you know, the original season one to six were very there's a shitload of plot lines. So they jump around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just want enough to be, you know, comfortable watching the new ones. You know, get enough backstory. Have you seen or like, can you recommend any like specific episodes to watch? Or like, can I just jump into the final season and be fine? Like so, how much, would, I, how lost would I be? Or right. like, would it not be impactful? No, I'm I trying think. trying to find that it, balance. I think um, at this point, it, it, uh, so before, I will say this, let me say this. And I, I feel kind say of that. terrible saying this, but <laughs> it, it, it's not like it's kind of overrated. Let me say that. I, I like Clone Wars, but it's people are going nuts for this right now, and I'll explain in that in a bit. But um, it, it's not fantastic all the way through. It started off very weak. Uh, it got really good, and then they canceled it. Then they brought it back for another season on Netflix right when they canceled it, and now we're here at this other other season. Very inconsistent. Like most cartoon TV shows, right? There are these episodes that are really fantastic, really strong, and then a whole mm-hmm. string of them that are just kind of okay. Like a lot of the Star Wars series, this is the problem with Rebels, um, I think. Um, it, it's always just like, we got to get the thing. Oh, how are we ever going to get the thing? And that's like the whole show, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I know, we'll go on the ship and pretend that we're stormtroopers every single <laughs> show. And then we'll get the thing. Uh, and then Or we'll the get, seven samurai yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. We'll break in and we'll, yeah. So there's a lot of that. Like to me, it's a lot of like time wasting. And then there's these long drawn out battles that just fill up half the show. And so if you really like that, like from a video game perspective, I think people people will like the show. And I think that's why people like the show. Before, when it was once a week, you had a whole week to watch this episode, you know. Mm-hmm. So you could you could take your time and, and absorb it and, and it was fine. Watching them endlessly, I think, like watching five in a row, I think is tough. Um like they did a Darth Maul storyline, which was great, and um, yeah. So I actually, you know, targeted that storyline and would watch the. I recently watched the Darth Maul ones, which were freaking crazy, bonkers. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, I don't know if I need stormtrooper specific episode or clone trooper specific episodes. Like those ones are a little so these last boring to me. The last we're on the end of this run of the season and mm-hmm. i think they're on part three of what i assume is a four part it might be five part i'm not sure but the best part of this and this is kind of what i skipped to with this last season um one like you said i think this is all setting this is all done for ahsoka this character has become very mm-hmm. popular and i think they just want to i think they're just setting her up to either exist in the world after clone wars right or I would be very surprised if they killed her off or something like that. Because it kind of well, doesn't make sense for her to exist if they don't explain how come she exists or send her Yeah, they're bringing her on for a season of Mandalorian, right? With right, right. Rosario but, Dawson. Yeah, so so that makes sense. Like, she has to survive and all that stuff. Right. But, um, but I think it's just to strengthen that character and let her go. What's happening in these last three or four episodes, and this is probably where you could... Um, come in is it's overlapping completely with revenge of the sith and so i think that's why Mm. people like it like it's being very specific to revenge of the sith even bringing in dialogue from the movie like she hears it in a so when anakin Uh. i don't want to give it away but you'll hear like stuff from the film so it's like a direct while this is happening with ahsoka this is parallel happening in in the movies in the set yeah so i think that's why people love these episodes it's making it more dramatic it's kind of fulfilling uh, or rounding out the rest of the story that gets brushed over very quickly in the in the film. So, so that's fun, and it gives you an anchor, and you can you know you know enough to to 
follow this without having to know the whole backstory of these clones. So from that perspective, I'm waiting to see the final episode to sort of make a call on like how well this works. Mm -hmm. And like in the same way that um, uh, Rogue One worked really well because we understood what was happening, you know, like right, right. the parallels. I think I think that's what's happening here. But I'm wondering if like this format would work with the whole series built around stuff that took place during the original trilogy or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was completely removed from the Skywalkers and it's just this is also happening in the galaxy, but you get glimpses of this thing. I think that could be interesting. I yeah, I think it could be. It's um, the movies are so like hyper specific to this limited number of characters it, but the Star Wars galaxy is so vast that you really could target another area or another group of characters and really tell their story. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that could be interesting. I'm I'm excited and hopeful that that will happen someday. Without even like Rogue One, yeah, you, I know it, well, it was great, but it relied so heavily on the, this the stuff that had happened with the original trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so Rogue One could not exist without the original trilogy. I want to see a movie, and I've said this a million times, that it it's a standalone and doesn't rely so much on these other films. Mm-hmm. So there's, like I said this before too, there was that book called Lost Stars. Now it's kind of a teenage like a tween book because it's like a romance and it's about um it's fine with me yeah but um <laughs> what was interesting about it was it was showing how like um like two people one is sort of more on the rebellion side and one is going to be a cadet and go into the empire mm-hmm. and it just approached it like that um and i think in these political times too it could be an interesting take that on actually that. sound that would be a great like one-off movie yeah I or, mean, or sure. even like as a series where you're like i can't believe you're going to the academy you know you're going to go into the, well it's definitely and Empire. that's an old trope you know yeah. they've done that in so many different uh like romantic mm-hmm. i guess romantic yeah. kind of movies but i think that works best with star wars when it's an old-fashioned storyline totally it's just updated because it's taking place in the future or in space or whatever um so i think I think there's a lot to explore there. Look, look at the Mandalorian. Like they're doing so well. Like it, it's still, it, it is sort of still reliant. Like it's basically a Boba Fett character, right? It's not like a new form mm-hmm. of like we're, we're familiar with the Mandalores or whatever. It's got Baby Yoda, which is like you know, it's like a, not a new creature. It's like a version of a creature, right? No. So I think the more they can get away with it, and then just like lean on Imperial, like that look, stormtroopers. That's fine. I think I think that's all we need. Again, we don't need cameos from every single bit actor <laughs> that was in the original trilogy. Yeah. But um, to just exist in that world, I think would be. I'm afraid yeah. that Mandalorian's gonna go the way of like Stranger Things, where you know, great first season. Yeah. Okay, second season, and then done by the third. At least from like my perspective, uh, I can feel it already starting to head go. Yeah, in that direction. I think but- Favreau's good about not fan like being a fan without fan servicing. Um, so like, mm-hmm. okay, so that's why you look at something like Ahsoka, how they use her, like, that'll be interesting to see how they, they use it. Cause I think it can go two ways. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I prefer Ahsoka, probably the idea of Ahsoka to the female lead we had on the first season. I, I'm assuming she's going to be back as well, of course, in some format, but, um, I think she could have been written better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't care for her for some reason, like in the way that I wanted to, I think, you know, well, the. In the, I know just from the early episodes I saw of her, she was totally like a bratty 
teenager was the way that they wrote her. Yeah. Um, I don't know if by the final season she kind of matures and develops into something else, but that was for me too, kind of yeah. unsatisfying, a little annoying that that's how they chose to have this, this character. Right. Right. So we'll see. I don't know. Again, I'm excited to see what they do with it. It's star Wars. I'll watch pretty much. Oh yeah. Whatever they do. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Okay. So next question, what did you do this week? I, I'm staying on the food theme here. I cooked burgers that I actually shared with Jared. So (laughs) I want to know. So I didn't tell you what I gave you. I just showed up. So I cooked these burgers and immediately rushed over to Jared's house to drop them off so that they were still warm. And so what I did, I had like, I made all these different patties with different spices and inspired by the chef show, I was trying to like pair Ah. what what I thought would be good different flavors into these things. So the one that I gave you, so I don't know if everybody listening here knows what a Juicy Lucy is. It's basically a burger that has the cheese on the inside of the patty as opposed to laying on top of it. Uh, so I'm okay. I was confused. You were explaining this to me as we were trying to be quarantine good, <laughs> and I think I didn't understand. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So the one of the patties that I gave you was I seasoned the meat with soy sauce and garlic. So there's a shitload of garlic and soy sauce, which I thought those flavors would pair nicely. And then the cheese I chose for the inside was a white Swiss Mm. because that is kind of a lighter. It's not like as cheesy. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So that was one that I gave you. The other one was, I believe, a mix of ground Beef and ground pork. Oh, good. That's always good. And I think I just put seasoned salt in that one, Mm. the other one. Um, So anyways, live on the air here, don't hold back. I want to hear what your opinion was on those burgers. So uh, what's interesting? Well, okay. You're you're skipping the key part of it. (laughs) Let me rewind here. You're right. You're right. So uh, KFC released this. Yeah new product, I guess, or a menu item that was a piece of their fried chicken. It was a chicken sandwich, yeah. a piece of their fried chicken in between, flanked by two glazed donuts. Perfect. So instead of a bun, you get a donut. So it's right. two full donuts with fried KFC fried chicken in the middle. Yeah. And Jared and I had talked about this for months, like, oh, they finally released it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then quarantine times hit and it just kind of fell to the wayside. So I updated that KFC item with a donut burger, which is also a thing, but that usually exists at like fairs, county fairs and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so I made my own version of this. So you, you, um, you so he brings me this, these patties. Uh, he brings <laughs> me four uh, Krispy Kreme donuts because we also wanted to try the, the new flavor. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't know that you had done all this like cooking. Like you said, oh, I'm going to bring you this thing. And I was all confused. I'm like, is he buying this or is he? Like I didn't know you were making them. I didn't know this experimentation was going on. So when you came and brought it, I, I was more distracted by the donuts, of course. <laughs> and I've never had the donut burger anywhere before. Neither have I. Yeah. 
so um so i think that's that was my thing was like is this good is this weird is this going to be the thing so i probably didn't scrutinize the patty as much as i probably should have did you eat the donut burger and how did you do one donut sliced in half or did you do two full donuts on top and bottom all good questions uh (laughs) yeah so i did the glazed donut the traditional because i thought we had the strawberry ones but i thought that's going to be Weird right. or, or might alter it. Oh yeah, yeah. I cut one donut in half because I. So thought, did I. I thought so did two I. donuts, while it's a good idea, might be a bit too much donut. Right. Um, so I think I'm actually glad that I did it that way yeah, because yeah. it was, you know, people at home listening to this or wherever might be thinking like, "Wow, these guys are weird and disgusting with their foods," <laughs> but I, you know, take this however you want. It wasn't bad. Like I was on board with this whole thing. So the way that I ate it, yeah, I tasted a lot of the burger at like right when you bite it and as you're chewing it, it's mostly burger. Yeah. And then the last bit of it, I get the sweetness of the the glaze and the donut. So it was right. om- it wasn't <clears throat> obviously you're chewing and eating it all at once, but there was like a division in flavors as I'm chewing it, which I thought was really interesting. No, I was fine. And unexpected. I was fine with that. So my thought was I did it plain, excuse me, at first. And then I added mustard on the side, like so I could dip it. I I didn't want to That sounds horrible, but go on. No, it's actually surprising. (laughs) So that's what I thought too. I'm like, well, is that going to be weird? You know, but it kind of has like a honey mustard effect Mm. then. So you get that sweetness, but you get the Mm -hmm. mustard and then you get the burger. I, I don't know. It's a it's a different take because that Krispy Kreme is so sweet. Mm-hmm. You you do get a strong sweet flavor, like mm-hmm. a sugar flavor, not just a like a sweeter savory flavor, but that sugar Krispy Kreme glazy taste. I think this would work great as like um as like a breakfast sandwich. Like if I did a breakfast sandwich with the regular Maybe stuff, but then use a donut instead of a croissant or, or so, a bagel. would you do like an egg with the sausage or bacon, or would you like how would what would you dress this breakfast sandwich? With? I think that's right. So like egg and then a protein, maybe cheese or something like that. Um, I I think with the patty, like and the patty was very good. I did eat it plain too. But it was so thick. And I think burgers mm-hmm. in general are like it was the meat ratio to donut ratio just felt like too much or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, more not because of one was better than the other, but just because of the ratio of meat, I think, to that. That's what I'm thinking a breakfast sandwich where we're a little more used to eating like the sweet and savory with breakfast. I don't, I tend not to mix my stuff. Like I keep my pancakes always very separate. <laughs> like I don't like everything mushing together normally, but I could see that working like a McGriddle or something like that with, with the donuts and, and a smaller mm-hmm. layer of meat or something like that. Maybe. Interesting. So yeah. Next week I'll try a don't a Krispy Kreme donuts, <clears throat> breakfast, egg and bacon yeah. sandwich. Do you that like? It sounds fantastic. Yeah. Do you like the sweet breads though? Like um, not sweet breads, but do you like like uh, the Hawaiian bread? You know, traditionally no, but yeah. I think it, maybe I just haven't had the right experience of like what sort what of to use it on meats to use with or like how yeah. to fill it. Um, yeah, and I'm not necessarily a huge bread fan either in uh, general so really it's for me it's gotta like make sense so yeah if you go to like uh, i don't know a big deli or a good deli 
I look at some of their sandwiches and going back to this being a creative thing, like pairing the right bread to the right meat, to the right cheese and all that. Like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. So if somebody were to do this ahead of time with the right um, ingredients, I think it would have a different experience. But yeah, generally the bread to me is like the binding of a sandwich. I don't really look at it beyond that. Yeah, most of the time I don't. I think especially with sandwiches because I love bread. I love carbs in general, but I do <laughs> like like French bread or like gar- uh, sourdough bread or things like that or when they bring a bread basket to the table at a restaurant, I just, I can't. You don't like myself. to share? I just go <laughs> crazy about it. But sandwiches, it tends to be, like you said, it's a means of getting this stuff to you. Except right. at Lee's Sandwiches, when you get those baguettes, like the banh mi sandwich at Lee's sandwiches, I love that bread. Like to me, the <laughs> bread is just as important as everything else in that in that sandwich. So it depends. And if, like, if can the, I get can I get the roast beef sandwich? <laughs> Hold the roast beef, please. Just the bread. But I'm like, I think that depends on the bread. I think we're used to having shitty bread for sandwiches, right? Oh yeah. So I think that's why. But when you have really good bread or homemade bread or fresh bread, I think it makes a huge difference. Like my dad, did you grow up on just Wonder Bread or like what was your or did you get wheat? Uh, we didn't get wheat until later. My dad still is Wonder. It was the wheat, but it was like the equivalent of Wonder Bread yeah. wheat version. So it wasn't like, it was the same thing, just like a generic kind of bread. We would get that white bread and like, it's so soft, like we'd make it into like a ball, you know, <laughs> like it just oh, mashes into anything you want it to be. <laughs> disgusting uh, I know. all right so what did you do this week okay so we're we're that was our eating thing right that covered eating that was my do oh that was your do oh okay yeah so that's an interesting one are we should we okay so, uh, okay we can transition into the eating because that no, no, overlaps no. i'll do this because okay this makes sense too for for do this is loosely for do but i wanted to show you this i saved this just for this episode so i can show yes you. Uh, i love the visual it was with the podcast so it, <laughs> it recently it. was a national twinkie day not too long ago couple fantastic couple weeks back right so i posted my little twinkie I love that we're on God. this unintentionally. So Jared and I don't plan this ahead of time. Specifically, we, yeah. Yeah, we we try and keep this like as fresh as possible so that when I say something, we get an honest reaction. But yeah, this is turning out to be just naturally an all food episode. <laughs> yeah, it. it is. That's why I'm going with this now. Uh, so I posted my little Twinkie picture, my little Twinkie the kid picture and stuff. Apparently there was a contest. Which I did not know. Ooh. Hostess was doing a contest for National Twinkie Day. And I didn't see the post, but it was like, post a selfie of yourself with your Twinkie or your hostess thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to do a contest and stuff like that. But I, I, I didn't look any further than that. I just obviously paid close attention to the hostess. To Twinkies. Website. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> I won. Yes! I, I won a year's supply oh! <laughs> of hostess snacks. Oh! It's just amazing. <laughs> it is. Oh, I've never won anything like this. This is so like this. cool. So I had no idea. Like, I, I liked the post because I liked all the posts from, from oh, hostess. Oh, my but God. But I didn't I'm know so I entered. I'm so excited right now. Yeah. So so they sent me this little card. See, it's all congratulations. Oh, my God. <laughs> Twinkie So wait, 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 wait. Is this like your one of one winner or was there a handful? You don't know. I'm assuming there was a handful. They didn't say. They were very, you know, there's like oh your address. Oh, my God. This is so um, cool. So, yeah. So this just popped in the mail. Cute little card. Tell me, let's go through everything that you want. So you got the card. You yeah. got what else? 
so that's a card. Now uh, celebrate hostess all year long. Treat yourself every month for a year. Uh, oh my god! Love and sweetness, hostess. Now for me, being such a like food commercial dork, like I'm just happy to have this stupid little card. Like I'm like, right. oh my god! And so then they send you. These are those manufacturer coupons that you have to take uh-huh. in, and you're all nervous if like the the clerk is going to be all confused and call yeah. a manager over because they're not sure how to take this. And oh, stuff. for like, sure they will. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> like, I don't think we can take this. Um, so yeah, so this coupon good for any Hostess multi pack product, but I guess I could get it all in in one swoop. I don't know that you have to use one at a time. We got to so you got to <clears throat> save one and then yeah, yeah. you got to frame it with like uh, the mascots from Hostess. Yes. Do art print and then do that. I'll do some custom framing and mat work for you for this. This is too cool. Cuz I have never And we'll, we'll throw the card in there too. Yeah. <laughs> I've never won anything like this before. I don't enter a lot of these things either. When we were little, I think we did a lot. Uh-huh. But then you'd send it away, and it would take so long to find out. Right. You kind of forgot. Um, but so this is the first time. It's kind of weird. Oh, like so I almost exciting. feel like, I don't know if I should have won this or not. But that's, it's very sweet. Like um, It's so cool. But um, have you ever won anything like that? I, like so one of those random I feel things? like, I don't know. I feel like I have, but I can't, like... I can't remember exactly. There is one thing that I do remember. So when I was younger, uh, my dad was in the military. He actually still is. We lived in base housing for yeah. a while. And they have this general store, which is basically <laughs> a, a, li- a liquor store. Yeah. Uh, but it's like specific for our neighborhood uh, of military members. Where was and this? El Toro Marine Base. So it's actually kind of down the street from where you are. Mm. Just a few miles. Mm. So the general store had this like Snickers contest where you and you fill out a literal form because this is back before you just click some buttons on the internet to yeah. sign up for contests. So me and my brother spent probably an entire day just writing down our names and our address on the slew. So I think he went in there and took the whole stack, and then we just went home and wrote our names on it. So we. <laughs> pretty much like rigged this location's box yeah because it was all us um <clears throat> so i think the way that it worked back then or at least for this specific contest was they had individual locations would have like local prizes and then there was like the grand prize of a hundred thousand dollars and a car or whatever oh my gosh okay so i didn't get that i th- because we rigged the local uh right, entries right we, i won like a, a free snickers bar <laughs> and a and a snickers t-shirt but i remember snickers just because t-shirt you're, that's you're, great you're young and dumb yeah. like my mom got a phone call and then told me the good news and i was just ecstatic i thought it was so cool and of course it's adult sizes oh. and i was probably like i don't know eight years old yeah. at the time the shirt was a dress on me. Yeah. Like it, but it doesn't matter. It was the biggest thing. But I was, I felt so cool that yeah. I got, I won this like high profile contest. Yeah. Which was just a stupid t shirt and a Snickers bar. No picture of you in the Snickers t shirt? Uh, they might have and like oh. posted it at the general store, but I don't know if, I, I doubt that I have a copy of that anywhere. 
I buy that kind of shit now. Like I, I would buy a Snickers T-shirt now. That's so funny. Uh, so, but your brother didn't win anything. Uh, no, I think it was they probably tr- selected like yeah one person per location for their local giveaway. For and the- then- <laughs> yeah, let's not overdo it with the T-shirts and Snickers bars. Yeah, we're not bu- <laughs> we're not budgeted for it. Because uh, your uh, brother's older, right? Like just yeah. So it probably would have fit him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least at least better than me. I so I tried a, a similar thing years later at Toys R Us. They had a. I was really big in basketball in the nineties. Yeah. So like the mid to late nineties, when Michael Jordan was winning all the championships, yeah. he had a contest with Toys R Us to like, you know, if you win, you get to go to Chicago watch a game and like eat a meal at his restaurant. I guess he had a restaurant in Chicago. And I did the same thing, right? I spent an entire weekend filling out my name. And I was convinced, like, oh, there's no way I can lose if I fill out a hundred of these forms. Like, right, right. It's just, it's <clears throat> science. And um, I spent all weekend doing this and I did not even win a t-shirt. I was Aww. so bummed. But uh, yeah. that would have been the ultimate prize for me at that point of in my life. I never, like, there seemed to be more contests back then too, right? Like, now it seems a little blasé or I don't know. Maybe I'm just not paying attention anymore. But well, when you're little, yeah. they seem, like, cheaper, at least to me, because it's like, oh, it's all about, like, getting a bigger following. So now right, right, right. the version of that contest is these Instagram contests where mm-hmm. it's it's all trying to increase a brand or an individual's following instead of, I don't know, whatever the prize was. Right, right, right. Well, basically, I guess that's what, that's what does it. We used to do more of those things where, um, not so much contests, but like the Star Wars figure stuff or like where it's like cut out these things. Oh, and if yeah. You, if you get 12 like barcodes yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we would try to do that. And again, we'd always lose steam. And because we weren't buying the stuff, we couldn't just go like, well, why don't we just go right. buy 12 boxes of cereal, mom? <laughs> you know, so we're like, we're slowly cutting it out. But then next week she bought kicks instead. And you're like, wait, mm. we need the, the other box. And <laughs> yeah, so we would try to do that. We did do the Star Wars thing where it would always be like you saved a little Kenner circle and you'd send those in to get uh, the figure, you know, or, mm-hmm. or it was like accessories for Star Wars figures. Like you, I remember we did the um, there was one for a Boba Fett thing. I don't think yes. we did that one, but we did the one where you got this weird uh, uh, like box of accessories. So you got like from Empire, the, the face mask they wore and the Falcon when they went out into the cave. Oh, cool. So these little rubber things that would fit over the figures. We did that. Oh, we got I think we got Bosk that way i think that was Ooh. one of the things that we did nice um and i think it was just like around like timing was right so it was around a birthday or christmas where we got like six figures or something like that and we just saved them but those things back then they went on forever like you had like three years to do these things <laughs> or something like that whereas now it seems like it's done very quickly oh yeah um but mm. yeah so uh, the only like we've I've never, my family, none of my, my family has ever won a big contest like that where it's just a random drawing. But our friends, family friends, won a Disneyland contest, actually. I couldn't believe it. So these were oh, shit. very Like a legit family. Disneyland yeah. contest? And this was years ago when we were little, so it seemed even like a bigger deal. They won a family trip to freaking Disney World. That's crazy. That's and they're like, big... well, we have five in our family instead of four. They're like, that's fine. Um, and so <laughs> they flew them out to Florida, stayed in the resort and all that stuff. And, you know, oh, when I cool. was like 10 or whatever, I'm like, you 
fuckers. Like, you know, like <laughs> you're just mad. Like that's like winning the lottery uh, back then. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, totally. Like, We'll never go to Disney World. Like, uh, it's crazy. I so. think because I lived so close to Disneyland, like growing up my entire life, and I would yeah. go probably once a year, Disney World just felt like so much cooler and so much better because yeah. it was a bigger property. They had multiple parks. Um, and the commercials really spoke to me when yeah. I was a kid. So they always have like, you know, they they highlight the best moments and all the best things you can do. Um, and I, unfortunately I was never able to go as a kid. I went Mm -hmm. as an adult, but I think I went like with the goggles of a child because I put it up on this pedestal that it was like this big grand thing. Um, but was was Disneyland though always exciting for you as a kid or did it get to be sort of normal? You know, like you guys want to go to Disneyland? By the time I was in high school when we had like money to get, and when I at that time a pass was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. It was like nothing. They were dying for people to come in. Yeah. So at that point it became a little bit routine yeah. and like normal. But prior to that, it was always like yeah, definitely magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you're little, obviously it is. I think people kind of forget that there was that downtime for Disneyland when everyone oh, yeah. wasn't think going. It wasn't like crazy like it is now. Even like. 80s and 90s yeah even through when the california adventure first opened there was a i think there was a jump but then once people <laughs> didn't like it or like it wasn't as yeah. popular yeah. it went almost like had a negative reaction right right yeah i know I, I, it's strange i don't know if it's because a certain generation grew up or it hit a certain age and it's just in, it what well not now but it was insane uh, um getting like passes like we would never think of getting a season pass like before Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we'd think who goes to disneyland that much um (laughs) but i could see if you lived close by you know it'd probably be like those knott's berry farm or like great america things where they're like buy one ticket get a season pass for the year yeah so we did that with universal yeah i probably (laughs) go like every other year to universal and like it's just that it's you can get like the super cheap ticket for a day or you get a normal price ticket and you get the year i'm like yeah well, i'll just spend another twenty dollars and go a couple times for the year i think i've been it's twice so weird in the past like 10 years or, or so but like i don't know to me it's so bizarre the way that these models work uh for theme parks <laughs> i guess it's similar to what you're saying with netflix like at how do they make money yeah yeah like making the the ticket price so low but then they offer all this other stuff. I don't know. It's it it's a weird uh, thing. And then being ne- so close to Disneyland, where they charge such an outrageous amount for their season pass, yeah, um, it's nuts. It's like a day pass at Disney is an annual pass <laughs> at the other. Yeah, parks. I think it's just like the movies, though. Like they they don't care about the ticket price. They just need you to buy food. Like right. if you don't buy Go, food, yeah, they're not making any money. So. Anyway, that's my do. It's a weird do because I didn't really do anything. I just yeah, you won. That's awesome. Yeah, there that's you go. So, I'm so so excited and happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. It means that's a lot. Awesome. It means a lot. Um, okay, so we kind of already talked about this, but my eat was going to be uh, the strawberry crispy cream. So okay, good. We can drill I, down on this because I was going to ask. But I wanted. So I almost was going to say like. You know, maybe we wait and do this all together in three weeks because they're doing an interesting thing where this week 
it was a strawberry glaze with a strawberry cream yes. donut. Next week, I forget if it's lemon or lime. And mm-hmm. then the next week, it's the other one. So it's strawberry one week, lemon one week, and lime another week. And they're only offering these flavors Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, which, weird. You know, I don't know. Normally, when they have these special one-off flavors, it's th- like a full week and through the weekend. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm assuming they're trying to get people to these to their locations during the week because it's slower. Um, which, yeah, who knows the the reasoning behind it? But I was wondering if you know, do we get one every single week and then just compare them at the end? Or no, I think we take them one <laughs> at a time. Then we'll we'll have a wrap up. Uh, to say so, which is the best because we might forget because it won't be fresh yeah, yeah. in our mind and yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway i am uh, so i have to say that i got this on friday which was the last day that these would be available yes and honestly i think we got day olds i'm i don't think these were made that day they probably it's possible yeah i guess it's because possible. they weren't like very soft they they weren't hard but they were starting to get that like yeah the staleness was like Starting to slowly set in. For a Krispy Kreme, um, which is a different stale than any other donut. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So, like, normally when you get, like, a really fresh Krispy Kreme, it's super, super soft and, like, almost melts in your mouth, which is an interesting concept for a dough. I would imagine um, they have to stockpile these these flavors. So they're probably, right. like, all day the day before when they're not selling them or whatever or whatever the and case. Then, yeah. They're just churning them out like, like crazy. So for me, I really – I love a good gimmick – and yep. I love Krispy Kreme. So you put the two together every single time they have a new flavor. Like it, it's like the chase of a toy or a mm-hmm. thing that you really want. Like I know it's stupid and I don't I don't need it and it's not going to be life changing. But because it's limited and because I love gimmicks and Krispy Kreme, I feel compelled to go out and get every single like special flavor. So I, I, yes, I am completely susceptible to any commercial <laughs> merchandise. Like I hate sports, but if I was at like a restaurant they're like, well, we have this one, you know, it's the Michael Jordan cup. Do you want it? I'd be like, I don't really care, but since I'm here, I think I'll get it. Yeah. I think I'll pick one up and now I'll come back uh, every week to get the other one. So I said, like, it's, uh, it's, it's um, yeah. So I think the last one I did, I, was the Butterfingers, and I gave yeah. you a handful of those as well. Yep, yep. Um, so typically, they the cream-filled donuts, Krispy Kremes, are too sweet, and I don't really like them. So I thought the strawberry cream one I was not going to be a fan of, and I was going to love the... Regular. The regular. So what they did, there's two donuts that they're offering. It's a glazed donut, but the glaze is strawberry flavored and then there is a strawberry cream filled version of that so there's Mm -hmm. two specialty donuts here yeah i was surprised that i like the cream filled one more Mm. um because i didn't get a really strong strawberry flavor from the normal Mm -hmm. glazed um but the cream filled strawberry one was very strawberry flavored. Like it was definitely the the candy version of strawberry. Of like course. The arti- artificial yeah. strawberry flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. And right. it wasn't to me, I mean obviously it's very sweet and sugary, but the traditional creams that they have there are like it just tastes like whipped sugar. Sugar. Yeah. This yeah, one was much nicer and I think it blended well and gave you a really nice 
strawberry flavor to it. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Like the the strawberry glaze one was I thought was very good. I really liked the strawberry glaze one. And when we say glaze, it's a little heavier than their normal glaze with these flavored yeah. ones. There's a little more oomph to it than it is. <laughs> I I agree with you with the with the filled one. I don't normally like the filled one, but this one was really good. The problem I have with the filled one, I think, is that as everybody knows, Krispy Kreme, like the traditional glaze, which these are based on, these aren't the cake donuts uh, like the right. other ones. Um, they're barely there. there. There's nothing there. It feels like it's like 50%. It's very, and, very airy. Yeah. yeah. And so like that's why you can eat like six of these and, and kind of hate yourself, but it doesn't feel like you <laughs> You know, that's not the equivalent of eating six regular donuts from anywhere right, else. Right. So I think that's a problem I have with the cream filled ones where, <clears throat> excuse me, the cream was good this time. Like because there's like a slight tartness to it, I think it cuts mm-hmm. some of the sweetness. It's still very sweet. Don't get me wrong. Don't go out and <laughs> say we had it and you're wrong. Um, it is still very sweet, but it's a little bit better than some of the other versions of this cream one. I wish there was a little more donut to it to sort of offset that. I think that's what it needs. Um, So maybe if you ate that with like a regular glaze, maybe that'd be okay. I don't know. But um, I would say (laughs) of all the flavored specialty ones we've had so far, this has been my favorite. Like I was surprised how much I like. And I put it in the microwave though for the the eight seconds to to zap it up a little bit. So So if you don't get it um, fresh, that's a good... That's a good little tidbit. For the regular ones, not the filled ones. I don't think the filled ones are good. Oh, the filled ones, like the middle would just turn into mush. Yeah. Because it's really puffy and even the the cream is very like full and fluffy. If you were to do that, it would just melt to like and then probably absorb into the dough. So are you a big fan of the chocolate glazed? I know they still make a big deal about that. Like it comes out on Friday. I tried it and I wasn't. Not really, but I don't really like chocolate donuts that much. What? Um, yeah. So my normal favorite Krispy Kreme, aside from the yeah. traditional glazed, like the you know the one-offs, I love the rainbow sprinkle strawberry icing one. The that pink, one, the I pink love one. that one. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a almost like a Krispy Kreme version of the Simpsons donut. Yes, definitely. It looks like a toy. And it's. Oh, I love that one. Um, <clears throat> so th- going off on a little donut tangent here, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but how the hell do they get the cream into this donut in a ring donut? Like it's in the center of the dough <laughs> in a ring. Like there's got to be some weird like sketchiness going on here because I understand the 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 normal like jelly filled donuts where it's just a no ball hole. yeah yeah there's no hole in the middle so they they shove a uh, like a jelly I don't know squirter or something in there yeah, and they yeah. pump the center with a jelly or a custard mm-hmm. for this one since it's a ring and it's like pretty evenly distributed in the center around the whole thing right how the hell are they doing that um that's a good question I don't know because like do you think they um I would I guess no that it goes through their normal assembly of like whatever their traditional glazed, the donut part, like the dough. Yeah. But how do you, you can't like, it's not like there's a clear cut and you see them disassembling it, carving out the center, which also wouldn't be effective like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, time yeah. wise. Yeah. I don't know. This is a weird thing that now I'm going to be. I'm sure out over. there's like a very simple solution, and we'll be embarrassed I know. once we see it. Of course, um, but, but yeah, you're right because that's what I always thought too. Is that 
I'm like, uh, how do you do that where it, it's going <laughs> to turn? Like, how does it turn? Like, That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Think about that one, guys. And because there's so little donut there, it's not like a huge, like, right. cakey donut that can sort of withstand something going. Like, yeah, it's a good hmm. question. Do you, no okay, idea. so we know that there is a lemon and there is a lime version of this yeah. donut coming. Oh, how did you get them? Did you go uh, pick them up? Did you get them delivered? What did you do? So this is super frustrating. Yes. This is this is like last time we talked about uh, just throwing money at a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here we, here we go. You know, they offer delivery to our area now right. for Krispy Kreme. So I was planning on doing that, but this is like a one-off flavor that isn't available at all times right so through the Krispy Kreme app they have their staple flavors so the normal flavors that they'd have every day of the year yeah um where you can pick and choose your own customize your own dozen I was planning on doing that through the app just saying like you know I want four of these strawberry ones four of the regular glaze and so on so on right they since this is a special one-off flavor I guess they didn't want to add it it was too much trouble to add oh. it. So you could only select a full dozen of the strawberry ones. And like you can only mm. order them by the dozen. I couldn't just say I want one right, right, right. by itself or a couple within an assorted dozen. So I drove to the location to order and the line was super long. Is this but orange? It actually, was it the out by the yeah, outlet? The one, oh, okay. Yeah. The line was super long, but it went pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I had to order it that way so you're in the drive-thru just waiting in yeah the close the the store is closed so you can't go into it yeah right now yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to do drive-thru um how many how many cars were there it was a, it was busy though there it was a really long line what, what time of day was this that you you went so i went probably 11 30 noonish really so still at that time it's still busy huh uh well yeah you got to get your lunchtime donut are they? They're not twenty four right? hours, are they? Are they twenty four hours? There, it's a twenty four hour drive. Well, I guess it's all drive through now. So yeah, they're twenty four hour. Even now, they didn't switch hours to be. Uh, I didn't check now, but I know, you know, norm their normal drive through business hours is yeah twenty four, and then the inside, I think they open at like seven a.m. to like nine p.m. or something. I like can't that. believe we don't have one closer. That one gets <laughs> so busy. Like we have all these stores right here. How did that one not go in? Over so, here? yeah, I thought it would if I ever could afford it. I thought a good location for a Krispy Kreme would be now it's not possible because they keep expanding at the Irvine Spectrum. Uh, but there was a time when, you know, now where the target is at the Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was all parking lot. So I thought if in the middle of that parking lot, you have a Krispy Kreme similar to what they do at the outlets. Where yeah. It's like your main shopping center and then in the parking lot you have right right Krispy Kreme I thought that would have been like a huge money maker in that spot there because there's none around it there's no Krispy Kremes that are that close and that area gets such high traffic yeah um I don't know it seems but like at Spectrum like I could see it over here because here like by marketplace area 
Um, mm. I could see that because it seems more like a mix of stores. I don't know. Spectrum seems like it'd have to be some kind it's of like a like, destination spot almost. Like Sidecar would open there or something like that. That would be mm. awesome. If, if someone like <laughs> like good donuts, like really good donuts. Like, but it has to be kind of hipstery, like cool or something like that. Yeah, like, but I think the Spectrum uh, rent has got to be outrageous. Now well, that's true. So that's much true. foot traffic there. But, um, like they have these little. Have you seen the kiosks? And I, I can't remember where I saw these. Like Krispy yeah. Kreme has those kiosks. Oh, uh, I've never seen that. Look it up. On, I can't remember if it was a Japan thing because they're big in Japan. Like donuts are crazy big there. Um, or if it was like Seattle or so. like it's like an airport thing. But mm. the thing looks like an open Krispy Kreme box. It's really cool. Oh, so if you look look it up, yeah, it's really cute. I thought if they did more of that stuff. I know like, in Vegas they have like a. It's not. Uh, it's it's like a like a food court. Yeah, Krispy Kreme, mm. where they have you know in Vegas there's a ton of food courts. Yeah, they have one uh, I think attached to like Planet Hollywood or something where uh, it's basically like just that like a food court version of it. But that's the smallest version yeah. of a Krispy Kreme that I've seen. I haven't seen a kiosk version. Seems ideal for them. Like I would I would be more prone to like buy that than i would like oh i had to go to the place and pick it up and it's a mm. line and, like i went that one time before designer con to pick up donuts for i thought oh i'll just go mm. it's super early i'm there at like 6 30 or something like that oh my god it was packed like crazy <laughs> packed i mean it was a sunday i think which is probably the worst morning to get donuts ever mm-hmm. but um like i was in line and i did phone order and then just got out of line and picked it up because it was taking Quicker, so long yeah. to wait in line so i'm like i'm gonna always just phone order from now on but and then you know like when you're in line and you're in a hurry so everything seems worse and like you're just so pissed oh, at yeah. the staff because it feels like everyone's an idiot and you know people are <laughs> taking a long time to pick and they're asking their kid which one do you want and the kid's taking like 30 <laughs> years to pick it and like the mom's being uh, so patient i'm just my head is exploding over donuts so. <laughs> I think phone ordering is just the way to go from now on. Anyway. I was so before the quarantine, I did try the deliver the uh, Krispy Kreme delivery, and it yeah. was it's great. Like it's I think it's through Grubhub, so they have a, a driver basically just go and order yeah. your thing and pick it up. But it was like super quick, uh, really convenient, and I think just as fresh as if I were to drive there, pick it up drive back home and eat them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, essentially same the same. Time, yeah. Right. Who are you using for those these days? Because I've never used those services. I'm just been using Uber Eats. That's really the only I, one I've been I using. I like, um, God, what's... Postmates? Uh, yeah, Postmates is the one that I use. I used to use Grubhub, but I had an issue with them, and then, like, they wouldn't refund me, so... Yeah, what, that's I what like, I've heard mm-hmm. more and more. But I think so you the hear issue that, that for everybody. Like... If it happens with whatever service, oh, I'm sure that like I could have the potential for that to happen to me with Postmates is there too. It's just it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um. But the thing I think I I forget what I ordered, but um either the order was wrong or it took too long or something. Yeah. And their yeah. solve instead of you know like a normal big company would just be like oh here's a refund. Of it's course. Like, oh we're gonna tr- we'll try to make it better next time. Um. We'll give you like a ten percent coupon. I'm like that doesn't yeah, help yeah. me at all <laughs> like, exactly like that is not helpful that's yeah so i was irritated with that and just didn't go back after that point are you doing a lot of that now or do you pretty much cook more mm, so yeah i'm doing a lot more cooking yeah now that you're watching chef show it's like he's <laughs> 
trying to get experimental with my my burgers. Well, it's funny because um, on Chef Show, doesn't it look easy when they do it? You're like, oh, that looks so easy. I could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just cut that up and. Put them. <laughs> yes and no. So the thing that I got out of it, like the general, like putting it together and throwing it on a thing, is easy, but. Going back to that like perfect moment of the grilled cheese, like that, uh, like knowing exactly how long to boil something, knowing exactly how long to mm, cook it, how yeah. high the heat should be, like these are all little things that it's you know when you order uh, or buy something from the the grocery store that has instructions on the back, yeah, on how to cook it, like that is for the masses, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can do that. But then if these these chefs were to come in and take that same thing, they would have their own version of cooking that that would come out, I would imagine, dramatically different. Well, that's like that's all trial and error stuff. You know what I mean? Like you do it enough right. so that you just know it and you know like and then ovens and stoves are so different depending on where you're right. like I I'm finally using a gas stove now, which I'd never have before in my life, and I'm absolutely terrified of it. Um, <laughs> but you notice how different the heat is and it's immediate yes. and, and it's intense. Like you have to turn it so way down because it's just way too hot. There was a line in the chef show that was like, they're t- I forget what the dish was, but it's saying like, oh yeah, you cook on low heat for an hour right, and right. then you crank it up for the last 20 minutes on super high heat. So you get like a crust on the outside. Right. And John Favreau was like, oh yeah, but you really got to watch yeah. that final 20 minutes because the, final 20 minutes could actually be 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing that I would never be able to do because I would just follow the instructions to a T. And if it says, you know, high heat for 20 minutes, I would just set it, turn around and come back 20 minutes later and it's black. Yeah. That's the, I think that was the bread episode and that, that bread is just crazy. Like it's so sensitive. But I mean, I'll even do it where it's like, uh, I'll do those like, you know, take and break cookie dough things. Yeah, but even that, it's like <laughs> I'm watching. It'll, it, I'm like, it'll eh, say they look, they look too light still. It'll then, say like ten to twelve minutes, but <laughs> that that two minute window yeah. could make the difference in the edit, like how edible this cookie is. But then you take it out, and it gets darker <laughs> when it's sitting there. You know? Oh so yeah, because the it doesn't if look you don't, that dark in the oven, and so if you're like, you don't oh, take it off of yeah. the the metal. It'll continue cooking after you take it out uh, yeah i just so that's the level so of many variables that, that like it you wouldn't think yeah make a difference but are, have a huge impact on the overall dish well, whatever that's, it is that's like baking though baking so like precise whereas cooking like when you're doing the hamburgers and stuff like that you, you have all this leeway where it's not going to be right. destroyed if you cook it a little too long or if you put too much of something in you can kind of like fix it or, or do something to it but with baking it's like mm. nope you're screwed you messed yep. it up and it's embarrassing. <laughs> That's why I never bring baked stuff or plan on bringing baked stuff to anyone's house. That's just embarrassing. And so like <laughs> the pressure uh, of that, like doing a bunt cake, like I do with this like rum cake, but you have to do that flip where it comes out of the, ooh, it's too just scary, terrifying. So, yeah, but it looks, Ugh. you're so happy when it works out. So yeah. is that what you're going to make for me for next week's episode? Have you had a rum cake? Do you like rum cake? Oh my God. I don't know. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say but. it tastes pretty rummy <laughs> if you don't like rum. Um, but uh, I don't know. Oh gosh. We'll maybe see. that'll be the challenge. Now we're gonna have to like cook stuff. That, I mean, uh, prior to this, I actually, I've never really enjoyed cooking, but mm. now that like, it's, almost a psychological thing after watching the chef show. I'm like, oh, I can turn this into like a creative exercise or like a creative 
thing. So that just mental realization has made my relationship with cooking like uh, totally different. Well, and time makes no sense right now. Oh, yeah. Nothing but time. And you're like, gee, it's 830. We should probably have dinner or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like I'm going to make soup or something, which I never do. But I get that vegetable box now. So I'm like trying to keep up with it and like use everything before the next box comes and stuff. So it's just stews and soups are kind of fun, too, because like you said, with all this extra produce, you can just dump it all in. Yeah, exactly. And kind of let it do its thing. Um, You can freeze it and like dole it out. Yep. Because it's hard for me to make a big thing because I'm not going to eat it. I'm by myself, so I'm not going to, I don't need that much. So it's nice to sort of meal prep. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how filled my fridge is right now because I keep buying all this crap when I, because I hate (laughs) going to the grocery store. And so I'm overshooting for like, you know, like I'm just going to grab it while I'm here because I don't want to come back. But then I have all this stuff that I got to get through. And anyway. Uh, All right. Well, that's our food episode for you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of like this having a theme for the show. So mm. even though we have to have eating every single episode as part of the questions, I wonder if how long we can milk this this thing where there's a, like an underlying through line for all the questions. My bet is it uh, will always be food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest because you can... Like, you know, watched it in some form. Yeah. You can do it and obviously eat it. So, hmm. We'll have to get creative where... Well, unless we start forcing each other to do, like, watch this thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Or, like, uh, the food is in the shape of something. So, it's like... Uh, it ties in. A, a Mickey Mouse pancake. So... <laughs> so, I have a lot hmm. of food stuff. That's I, mean, I didn't mention half of the stuff I had yet. So, I'll save it for next right. time because... <laughs> a lot of stuff piling up here. That's all I'm doing, basically. Working and eating. All right. Well, let's get back to that working and eating. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We will see you later. So much.